In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about monetizing in other ways when you're using copyright protected content. So grab your cup, tumbler, mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. What is going on? My name is Nick. If this is your first time here, I do want to let you know that the comments from these episodes are pulled from my YouTube channel or from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, I encourage you to head over to commentsovercoffee.com, drop your question, your comment in the form. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will go ahead and put it in the queue. I also want to let you know that if you are a content creator, you can find all of the things that you need for your YouTube channel at bestcreatortools.com. It's a list that I personally put together. It's everything that I recommend, everything that I use personally for my YouTube channel and the business that I have around my YouTube channel. So if you want to know the trusted things to use, the things that I've already filtered out the stuff that sucks, (laughs) then head over to bestcreatortools.com. Our comment today comes from Wendell Live. Wendell says, my channel provides music video covers that make you smile. I want to be more than some random guy in front of a microphone singing. I want to provide videos that entertain. Because each of my videos will use backing tracks of commercial music under copyright, YouTube does not permit me to monetize. Hence, I receive no money from ads that show on my channel. Do you know if I'm allowed to monetize in other ways on my channel, such as through affiliate links, Patreon, and or monetizing in other ways? That is a fantastic question, Wendell. I'm glad that you asked that because I think that that's something that a lot of people also have a question about. So if you're using copyright protected content in your videos, YouTube has given you a copyright claim. And the difference here on YouTube, just in case you're not familiar, copyright claim is to where they're claiming your ad revenue from that video. Copyright strikes are where they're issuing a penalty. They're issuing a strike on your YouTube channel. Now, how this whole thing works is You can have an entire channel filled with copyright claims and you're fine. You're just not getting ad revenue. You can only have three, technically four copyright strikes on your channel and then you can't upload videos to YouTube anymore. So it used to be the where you would get three strikes and you were out just like in baseball. But now they also have a warning. So if you've never gotten a strike before, then you get that warning strike and then you get three additional strikes after that. So be careful out there, folks. First off at the very top of this list, I would like to say, that if you can avoid using copyright protected content, do it Um, just because, you know, the laws are always changing. Rules are always changing as we see with, you know, the COPPA stuff that's happening right now that we're all dealing with, like literally in real time right now when this episode comes out. So it's really important that for the sake of future proofing yourself, that if you can, that you try to avoid using any type of copyright protected content in any way, shape or form, if possible. However, if you are in Wendell's case and you are, still using copyright protected content because it helps you make your content, then in that situation, based on how all of this stuff works, even if you are remixing, even if you are using um, or you're leaning on fair use, as soon as it goes commercial, that breaks fair use. So with fair use, you're not supposed to be able to profit off of fair use. Now, technically, it still would be fair use, but once it becomes a commercial thing and it becomes commercial as soon as you start monetizing, then in that situation, that's when the whole fair use thing gets really, really cloudy. Now, some lawyers might be able to argue that you would still be okay in that situation. Others would tell you that that's really not the best thing to do. I'm not a lawyer, 
But what I can say is that technically, sure, absolutely. If you've got traffic coming in, you could try to send that traffic elsewhere in order to try to monetize it in another way through like affiliate links or through, um, you know, that type of thing, sending them to your own website. Maybe you build a blog that you send traffic to and then you monetize them there. So then you're only using YouTube as the actual traffic source, but then you're driving people to your blog or website. And then you have different ways that you monetize on your blog or website. That would definitely be a workaround. And then you're not directly monetizing that way. Now, a good lawyer would probably be able to work that out to where you might still have issues if they wanted to push it. But that would be a way that you could work around that one technically. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but if I was trying to monetize in that way, that would be the approach that I would take because I would use YouTube as the actual traffic source, send people to a blogger website. And the reason I would do that instead of just putting affiliate links in the description is it would be really easy for people to make a big deal about you having those, basically complain to the companies that you have affiliate links down there. And then that would bring attention to those companies and then they might, you know, cancel your affiliate account or whatever. But if it's on your blog, then there's no real way to say where exactly that your traffic is coming from for that blog. So if I was in your situation, Wendell, I would build a blog or website, but I have those skills too. So that's easy for me. If you don't have those skills, that might be a much larger hurdle for you. But if you do, I would build a blog or website. I would monetize that through ads. I would post regular content there in addition to the stuff that I'm doing for the sake of trying to drive people there. But one thing you're gonna have to think about is if you're doing music covers is what type of website or blog could you build that would make sense for the people that are consuming your content for that main audience that you're trying to reach that would make sense for them to be able to want to have that desire to go to your website and check it out. So that's gonna be a difficult hurdle in your situation, I think, unless you did original music in addition to what it is that you're doing there with the backing tracks that are copyright protected. So this one's definitely one of those fine line scenarios and one of those situations that I would put under high risk just because it is a a, a legal thing. Technically, you know, you could also drive people to Patreon, which is part of your, you know, part of your question as well. Um, You could drive people to Patreon, but again, a savvy lawyer might be able to come after you for all of those things because it would take it to that area to where it is commercial. But what I would recommend that you do in this situation is I would actually reach out to a copyright lawyer or a social media lawyer of some kind, um, Ian Corzine. Um, I actually have a link to him at uh, bestcreatortools.com. He is somebody that you could actually talk to about that that might be able to lead you in a more appropriate direction based on exactly the content that you're making. For me, I'm talking about all this from like a general standpoint on if I was making content similar to what it is that you're talking about, then I would try to, you know, route it around to like a website or Um, try to find another way to do it as well. But I would not put direct affiliate links in my description. And even through the website, like I would, I would put my Patreon there more than I would put it in the description of my YouTube video. I'd try to keep my YouTube video description as clean as possible with the exception of just having a link going to my website. And I would actually try to build the whole thing around that website that I would be trying to drive traffic to. But structurally, I would build it that way, but I wouldn't brand it as part of the website for the sake of not interconnecting the two which could end up causing problems down the road if somebody wanted to push it. So that's my thoughts there, Wendell. Hopefully you found that uh, useful. I know that this wasn't like a really concrete answer, but that's just because, you know, there's all of that gray area when it comes to fair use. Because if you're not familiar with fair use, basically fair use is an interpretation of the law or it's a defense, or it's just really like it's a defense. It's not an actual law. So you can say, you know, hey, well, I believe this is fair use, 
And that's kind of like your defense for using that stuff. But fair use is actually determined if it is fair use or not. That actually all happens in like when you're standing in court defending yourself. So that's where when you're making decisions like this and you are using copyright protected stuff in order to make your content, this is also why I recommend that you don't do that. But that situation is where it's really important to make sure that you know what you're getting into and that you know the risk involved because it could come down to the point to where you are standing in a courtroom, you are having to defend yourself. You do have things on the line that you could possibly lose or fines or whatever that happens to be. So it's really important just to make sure that you're mindful of all that stuff and that you play by the rules as much as you possibly can. If you haven't yet, I would love to know your thoughts about the show. So if you could go leave a written review on iTunes, it would really be awesome. I would appreciate it just to get your feedback and know what it is that you think about the show. You can also just send me a uh, email directly through the commentsovercoffee.com website. Give me your feedback there. Also, it's just that the written review on iTunes would help other people know, um, you know, if the content is worth listening to or not. And um, outside of that, I hope that you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.